It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's Your Life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and it is Hump Day! <laughs> it's hump day and you know what i tell you we got a extremely exciting guest on the show today and uh this guy's so fabulous i tell you he spent about 30 i think 35 years in the military retired as a full bird colonel uh within line for general and all that other type of things but uh he decided to get out and you know what he started another career and you know he's one of the best jazz artists in the world i mean you do 30 something years in the military you get out and say okay what am i gonna do uh uh, i i I used to love jazz i still love it but i mean let me pick up these instruments and start doing it again and so uh my point is you can have a very successful career in whatever you're doing, but when when it comes time to retire or change, you have to have a constant state of improvement to continue to exceed in life. And Michelle, this this man right here, I, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. I'm ex- so excited. Also, I heard a a sample of his music and. I love it. I love jazz music. I've always been a fan. Um, I'm from New York, and there's this club in the city called SOBs, and they had the best jazz artists who would come out there to perform live. And I'm so excited about this guest. And, and Noah, man, now you, you, I, I sent you, I sent you a sample. You did, and I'm excited. I, I purposefully haven't listened to it yet, as much as I love jazz, because I want to hear it live on the show and just dig deep into this. Oh, man, I tell you, uh, you in for a big surprise. Let's play uh, that track guy, right now. You want to start playing some? Uh, yeah, let's let's play a little bit. Let's let's get him a sample of, can I get about 30 seconds or something? Yeah, let's do it. Here's Sweet Lou. Sweet Hey, no, we, we don't want to give him too much. No, just a little taste. We got to find out about the man. Hey, hey we, you know what? We, we, we going to play his uh, music throughout uh, the show today. but uh, And maybe we might get him to hit a note or two. I, I don't oh, that would know. be sweet. I mean, you know, I don't know. But I tell you, listen, audience, if you want to be part of the conversation, please call in and talk to this great man. He's a, a leadership guy. He's an inspirational guy, and he's an extremely talented artist that uh, understands all the different gamuts. So that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Before we get started, I want to uh, uh, say that uh, I started uh, uh, right before the show. A couple of hours, I took my wife out on a quick date night. Oh, nice. And, you know, I, I surprised her today, Noah. She had no idea that uh, we was going to do that because we, we was only a couple of hours prior to the show starting. And uh, I took her out, and we had such a great time. What did you guys do? Well, I took her to uh, – I love Mexican food. So I took her to uh, this uh, uh, exquisite uh, Mexican restaurant up the street, about, about maybe a mile from the house. And uh, 
she's on this diet where she's trying to eat right, but she broke down. She broke down and got some of that good food. <laughs> well, I did. You know, I'm trying to eat right, so I had a spinach enchilada. <laughs> Since there was no meat in it. But no, it was a great surprise and it was it was so exciting. It was so relaxing. It's good to be out there actually going out now, you know, during this, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, but me and my husband, we we had a great time. And the reason I mentioned that, it's important. Oh, oh yeah, it's important. The reason I mentioned that because uh, we had everything but the jazz. <laughs> that was that was planned. That so now we got a live. Uh, we got a jazz uh, artist here. So Michelle, can you tell our listening audience the purpose of the show tonight? Yes, the purpose of the show is to discuss the mindset required to have a constant state of improvement. Discuss how at times you have to delay your immediate passion to provide service to others. Discover how an uninhibited passion to be a singer was developed at a young age and to discover how Sweet Lou's goal is to create music with a message of soulful and spiritual healing. Wow. You know, so uh, can you uh, introduce our fantastic guest? Can can you do that? Yes, I will. Lutalo Sweet Lou Alatosin. Atlanta-based, internationally acclaimed jazz vocalist and recording artist Sweet Lou's latest project is called Meet Me at the Crossroads. The Grammy-contending release debuted at number four on the Billboard Jazz Album charts just behind Gregory Porter and Nora Jones. During its next three weeks, it rose to number one on the Billboard Traditional Jazz Album charts. While Sweet Lou Alatosin's music consistently displays a unique and energetic creativity, it is his life performance that is the crown jewel of excitement in engaging modern jazz. Significant recent performances include J.F. Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., Jazz Aspen Snowmass in Aspen, Colorado, Washington, D.C. Jazz Festival, Wolf Creek Jazz Festival in Atlanta, Georgia, and Atlanta Jazz Festival in Atlanta, Georgia. As a youngster, Lou's goal was to be an uninhibited singer using a mix of jazz, blues, and gospel to create music with the message of soulful spiritual healing. This goal remains as Lou channels everything from Al Jarreau, Joe Williams, Lou Rawls, Eddie Jefferson, and John Lee Hooker in his performances, creating his own unique vocal style. This musical odyssey did not take the expected route. However, instead, his track detour with a 35-year stint in the U.S. Armed Forces. Lou's years in the military taught him the very important lessons of discipline, order, method, and ultimately belief in himself. Lou retired from the Army with the rank of full colonel, allowing his full immersion into the music that has been the backtracking of his existence since childhood. Alatasin is masterful, filled with ideas within his phrasing and deeply rooted in blues. The soulfulness of his well-rounded masculine voice is a beacon in the male jazz vocal idiom. One voice I hope to hear for many years, a review by H. Williams from the Jazz Times. James Cooley Show, It July, proudly presents Lou Alatosin. Welcome to the show, Lou. Welcome, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for inviting me over to your house. I really appreciate it. And the nice oh. house you have, too. I want to let you know that. <laughs> man, you know, I tell you, man, just I've uh, been listening to your music. Uh, uh, we are excited. Our listening audience, I'm, I'm uh, hoping that they are excited and they call in and ask uh, a couple of questions. Luke, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about uh, uh, your background and where you grew up? Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, I was born in a little town right outside of... Uh, East, uh, of Chicago, East Chicago, Indiana, a uh, little small town, you know, uh, I was actually raised in Gary, Indiana until about 10 or so. And then my parents, both my mom and dad are both from the South. They wanted to come back South. So they packed up the uh, family and we moved to Mississippi. I spent um, my, I guess, from about 10 until I became a young adult there in Mississippi, and I went into the military right after that, enlisted. I enlisted actually in the Air Force, you know, did my time and got out, and I was finished with the military. I was, they had really kind of uh, worn my nerves, you know, because military is a different kind of lifestyle. It's not for everyone. And when I got out, I I was 
sure that I would never put on another uniform in my life, except for about 18 months later, and I was walking right back into that recruiter's office, and, and I put on, put on the uniform again. But the second time, I found a little bit uh, of some different roles. I had a friend who was in the Army, and or actually in the Army National Guard, and he um, talked to me about being an officer for the first time. Um, he said, you know, because I had already had a little uh, military experience behind me and I had a little bit of education, not much, but I had enough to get started with. He said, if you go to school and, and finish your at least your two year degree, you can you can be commissioned. And I must have been the fool that believed him because I did it. And lo and behold, it happened. So uh, that was kind of my, all of my earlier life coming up. Wow. You know, man, I, 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 I spent 23 years in the military and similar to, to yours as an enlisted guy, you're retired as an officer. You know, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and we're going to dab off and find all about Sweet Lou. It's your life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Yes, 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 yes. I got a little story about a fine young gentleman had a real big vision. Listen, audience, you are listening to Sweet Lou. If you want to be part of the conversation, please call in uh, 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Lou, what was your idea of success as a young college-age man? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, actually, probably similar to what most at the time, but, of course, I wanted always to have the big car, the big house, the pockets full of money like everybody else. But, of course, that wasn't really what was happening at the time. This was, you know, late, late 70s uh, when I was coming out, and uh, so I had to – kind of do what was available to me. And that was the military, which uh, I've already talked about a little bit, but that was, that was my way to get there. I figured I'd go in the military, get my head together, get a little maturity. And then when I came out, I would be in a position to actually make some things happen. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit why um, you went into the military. So basically what drove you a little bit more into the military in the first place and how did that work for or against your music career? Mm, very good question. Actually, um, when I, when I looked at it, um, 
I come from a family that has a history of military service or family of service period where uh, we all virtually all the males, my father, my grandfather, his grandfather, if he could have um, would have served, I'm sure. But um, all war, all combat veterans, my my grand, my grandfather was World War Two and my father was Korean War. And, you know, so that kind of followed on. But that was the reason that I ended up going there is just. But it ended up helping me in some ways and hurting me in other ways as it relates to the music. There was a time um, as I was in the, as my military career went, I always had something going on on the back burner and in the music field. I was either performing or I was um, helping someone with a group or something of that nature. And there was a time when uh, I had a, a gig that was actually a military gig. I didn't know it at the time. Um, and um, the band gets up, gets there to perform, and we do our thing. And I realized at that point that we were actually performing for one of the generals. I was under his command, and that was a, a pretty uh, harrowing kind of uh, event. I was trying to make sure, hoping that he didn't recognize me, but alas, he did. <laughs> you know, we had a few conversations audience. about that afterwards. <laughs> Uh, for our listening audience, if you did not know what the title of this uh, show is, having a constant state of improvement. And what I mean by that is uh, Sweet Lou did 35 years in the military, retired, extremely successful in the military, and and uh, wanted to continue uh, to improve on life. And uh, uh, he's one of the top jazz artists in, in the world. And, and Lou... My question to you, after a successful career in the United States military, what made you think that music was your next career choice? <laughs> That's a good one, too. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, when, when I um, was getting ready to leave the military, and, uh, every, of course, everyone, what are you going to do? What's next? You know, and, of course, you get the, you know, having done what I've done, uh, there were job officers of, of various types, you know, we want you to be a speaker for this, or we want you to head up this or head up that or whatever. And, um, but my mind, my mindset was already formulated way earlier than that, because I knew if I continued to serve in the military, what that was going to mean, that was going to mean a lot more commitment and a lot less time to devote towards what was important for me. So I, I um, ended up abandoning that. And I, with the music route, because that's the way I've gone all my life. My parents were singers. My my, Here's a, a fun fact. My great-great-grandmother actually was born with no arms, but she was a pianist. She played with her toes. She was a singer. She was an artist. She uh, drew and painted with her mouth. She was so successful that people sent for her all over the country and they would bring her to where whatever the, the town or the, the place was, she would do a, a show, and then they would send her back home. Well, my dad was her <clears throat> helper. My dad had a twin brother, and, and they helped her get around to all of her various gig locations. Now, I didn't know this all while I was a child and didn't know it, or I know much more of it, about it now, about how successful she was. Um, but she was really, really successful, so when I – look at what I'm doing now, I'm really just carrying on the torch from what my great-grandmother did way back in the early 1900s. Wow. That's that's really interesting about the, you know, the legacy of music in your family. So, Lou, did you take any vocal lessons or train to become the artist you are today? <laughs> that's a good question as well. You're just full of good questions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, as I mentioned, my, both my parents were singers, and I come from a family of singers. So from the time, the first sounds that I ever heard were music. It was mother, dad singing, you know, and the group singing. So music and vocal lessons were a part of our everyday life just in the household. And I'm not talking about, you know, music theory trained kind of people. So because none of these people had any kind of musical formal education, but they had it in their souls. And that's what they were giving and sharing with 
not only me, but everybody around. So I didn't, when I was younger, I didn't have formal music education. I got that later, but my earlier education from family and those that were the great singers, that's, that's what really gave me the foundation that I had. Wow. That's that natural talent, you know, courtesy of your forefathers, so to speak. So, Lou, how did you start your company, Sweet Lou Music and Royalty Productions? Well, you know, after I left the military, again, I'd already decided that, you know, singing or the music business was where I was going to hang my hat. I had to formalize that and actually make some some things, some inroads with it. And I began getting uh, bookings and uh, shows, show requests, and things just really started lining up um, just on the performance side of the house. But then shortly after that, I realized that there was a, a need for a, a production side of the house. And what made me realize that was I had a tour in Italy where I – was touring the, the country for the Frank Sinatra Centennial when he turned 100 years old. So I'm doing all these shows. I'm doing all this Frank Sinatra music. And it made me realize what I'm, where I was. Okay, so this is the jazz uh, piece of Frank Sinatra that I'm presenting. But jazz is really an African-American presented art form. So let's see if the, if the African-Americans who actually created this music are going to get some play when it's their 100th birthday and the next year i didn't see anything close and the following year i didn't see anything close either so i took it upon myself to not allow that to happen again so the the following year was going to be nat king cole's centennial so i reached out and made some contact i got in touch with nat's only living brother at the time freddie cole and he he was gracious enough to talk to me and low Long story short, we did a centennial celebration for Nat King Cole and Freddie Cole, his brother, was the star of the event. So that was how I got the production part of the company, out of necessity, really. Wow. Hey, Lou, so what uh, are the biggest challenges uh, you uh, find uh, in being a jazz artist? Just mostly just the fact that Jazz is not where it's not probably it is one of the least favorite genres of music, even here in the United States, especially here in the United States. Now, overseas, it's a different story. But here in the U.S., the birthplace of jazz, it's the one of the least favorite genres here. There's lots of Americans that have no idea what jazz sounds like. They know the word jazz, but they have no idea what jazz actually really is. And it's because we don't promote it the way we promote other musics. So my biggest challenge is getting people to listen to jazz music. Because once they listen to it, it's all of a sudden they're they're in a different place. But they have this idea, this mindset of what jazz is and what jazz is not. And usually it's wrong. Wow. So you have traveled all over uh, the world. What is uh, a couple of your uh, most favorite places as an artist uh, overseas? Mm. Italy is definitely very high on my list. Very high on my list. Um, For a number of reasons. The, The people, the food, the atmosphere. The, the embrace of uh, the artistry, you know, very high on my list. Um, I also, I got a chance uh, a couple of years ago to uh, perform in Aspen, Colorado. First time I actually got to that uh, um, part of Colorado and really, really enjoyed it. It was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. But in the States, I'd have to say D.C. is probably the place for me. If I'm not going to be in Atlanta, yeah, I'll take D.C. all day long. Well, you, you know, Atlanta, uh, D.C., and uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, so that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, those are some uh, favorite places. Uh, you know what? We're going to take a station break. We're going to come back and continue our discussion with Sweet Lou. It's your life. I'm James Coley. Mm-hmm. 
There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, we're having a great time with uh, Sweet Lou. And, uh, hey, Noah, I told you he was going to bring it, man. It's your time. Yeah, I'm just excited, man. I, I love jazz, and I actually like what Lou said just moments ago. Most people don't really have a great definition of what jazz actually is. They've never really heard real jazz to be able to have that type of perspective. And I know, Lou, I've been hearing a lot about you off the air from James, and I'm excited. He says that you've played with so many different artists. So I'm curious, who has been your favorite artist to play with and why? And... Going forward, is there an artist that you have not yet played with that has kind of always been your dream? Hey, I want to play with this guy or, or this lady. Mm, that's very good, man. Thank you for that question. And thanks for recognizing the, the real jazz and where we are with the art form here in the U.S. Oh, you got it. And one um, of my favorite stations plays jazz all day here in San Diego. And I just wish everybody would just give, you know, uh, j- just the the outlets that we do have available just a chance and a listen because they'd learn a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you, you, you asked who I've had a chance to actually uh, perform with yes. and be with. And so I, when it comes to uh, name dropping and I, of course, we all do it from time to time. I'm all about more. What did I learn or from an experience or? Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm asking, because I'm sure for each person you've played with, you've gained something from the experience. Absolutely. Every time, every single time. And the probably the one person that I can think of that. And it's probably because they allowed me to just just drill them with a the, uh, multitude of questions, but, but had learned the most from was. A phenomenal, phenomenal alto saxophone player by the name of Sweet Papa Lou Donaldson. Sweet Papa Lou is actually from North Carolina, but he lives, he, you know, has, and uh, happens to be a Navy veteran there too. Uh, but he's a true, true, I mean, a, a mega colossus kind of um, player. And he's not a, a young man by any means. He's well into his 90s now, but he's still performing still playing and the times that I've had a chance to spend time with him and pick his brain, that's where, that's the goodness of it all. It's, you know, it's fine to play and that's all, that's one thing, but the lessons that you get often aren't on the bandstand, the lessons, the life lessons, because you're talking about people who have been through things that you don't have to go through. They, they open doors for us. Exactly. And now you don't have to open those same doors. You can open another door for someone else. So sweet Papa Lou Donaldson, and he has a plethora of uh, vinyl out there and, you know, things. So if anybody wants to uh, Google him or check him out, if you don't know his music, he's really, really something else. And just a really, really great, genuine demand or genuine down to earth gentleman who's still glad to be here and still glad to share um, his life's lessons with us. Were your styles pretty similar or were that, were they different enough too that were when you played together, it made just an interesting sound. 
quite, quite different. Actually, um, uh, be, me being a vocalist, uh, and you, uh, since you know a, a bit about jazz, you're probably familiar with the vocalese side yes. of jazz. Yes. So um, doing some vocalese numbers, and, you know, when you're doing vocalese, you're actually singing the notes or singing the lines note for note that the horn is playing or that the instrumentalist is playing. So it's, and it's pretty interesting to get the voice to do those kind of things, but someone had to write the lyric in the first place for it to be there so the voice could do it. So it's always a challenge, but it's beautiful. I mean, I, it's, it was really, really, um, I think it was, for me, it was certainly uplifting, but um, probably not as much for him. Yeah, I've heard of him before. I've never listened to his music. And now after you mentioning it, I'm definitely going to go back and give him a listen. You have to, yes. Absolutely. Great guy. Great guy. Listen, audience, uh, I did not give you the number this time. It's one 888 That's 1-888-344-1170. Lou, uh, how has the COVID uh, pandemic changed uh uh, uh, you you performing and your music and 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 etc. On, on what you were doing wow. prior to. Thanks for asking that question. You know, and um, I know we all have been affected by COVID. Um, it's it's given all, given us all a sucker punch, if you will. And we, I think, we, it looks like we're about to recover from it. But when this happened initially. Of course, it was around the, if you remember, the end of 2019 when this kind of showed up. 2020 was, was scheduled to be probably the, the biggest year that I had since retiring. Um, I told you I, I began doing the centennial uh, appreciations for African-American jazz artists, and I had one scheduled for 2020 that was going to actually honor the great Carmen McRae. And because of the COVID protocols, I had to call. I had to cancel the whole thing because my, the artist that was going to portray Carmen McRae was actually in Germany, and they got the COVID hit before we did here in the U.S. So she told me that she couldn't travel. We had to cut it, and then everything just started one by one falling off my calendar. So um, as far as performing opportunities had very few, but, you know, it, at the same time, what do you do when you have the, a full table that's set and then you can't eat anything that's on that table? You have to find, I mean, you still have to eat. You still have to find some way to nourish yourself. So I did an about face sharply and figured out what was next. And I, I began producing a uh, an online variety show. I called it the uh, Royal Cast Live. Um, and in that show, I've been able to feature some great, great talent. Um, I've had uh, the great Donald Brown, who was uh, with um, Donald Byrd for, for a long time. He was with Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. Uh, feature, uh, featured um, uh, just some, a, a great artist, um, Pedro Harris who was a Broadway choreographer and award-winning director. I'm, you know, so it rather than sit down and say, poor me, I had to say, okay, me, what are you going to do? And we went to work. And that's what, that's what you have to do. You can't allow any situation to corner you and stifle you to the point that you are not active. You have to get out of that corner. You have to get up off of your, your, the floor, and you've got to get after it. And nobody's going to help you do that. Nobody's going to come and tell you this is what you should be doing. You have to do that. That's what the creator put inside of every single one of us. And we have to acknowledge that and go with it. Wow. That that led into uh, my my next uh, question. Uh, you mentioned the creator. What rose the prayer and, you know, just believing in faith, uh, how does that uh, help you in, in your music, in your life, and in everything else that you do? Wow. Prayer. For me, prayer is the centerpiece. And everything else is kind of a complement to that. Because through prayer, I can actually 
express those ideas, those concepts, those things that I'm going through, those issues that I'm dealing with, and I can express it and have it come back to me after the creator has put his spin on it. And I can look at it in a totally different way. I can overcome it. And I may have felt like I couldn't do that before, you know? So for me, prayer, some people, it's like, well, I have to go and pray. I have to go in this closet. I have to go to this location or that location. And that's fine for you. For me, prayer is, it's a continuous conversation because there's always something that I need the creator's guidance on. Always. The challenge for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue, continue. (laughs) <laughs> I was just going to say the challenges for me is when knowing when to step out and allow the creator's process to overtake my process. That's that's kind of the challenge for me. And no, I think we got a, a caller. On yeah, the we line. do. Yaya O from Georgia is a uh, uh, question for Tweet Lou. OK. All right. OK, Yaya. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. So I, I was actually, I um, I, well, I, you know, I've been a little bit off the grid here, but I heard you were going to be on this program, and I thought perfect opportunity to find out what are you doing now? You're so multi-talented, I can't keep up. So what are you doing now? Ah, uh, what am I doing now? Well, kind of uh, along the lines of what I was speaking about a little earlier, um, since this is, for me, a slower period, with fewer performances and things of that nature, because coming off of COVID, I've uh, taken it upon myself to put myself through the crucible of education once again. So I'm uh, I'm in school now to actually study formally in a consistent and long-bearing uh, fashion music theory, something that I should have mastered a long time ago, but I didn't, so I'm going back to get it now. And what's and the plan for that? Always working with music. What's the plan for that? Once you get that mastered as everything else, what's the plan? Well, I, I try to integrate everything into what I'm doing. So I already write and I'm already uh, performing. Right. There, there are things that, you know, you can only act on what you know. You can't act on what someone else knows. Correct. So if you increase what you know, then you can do more. So I'm. So you're gonna be doing any teaching? Yes, absolutely. I'm doing more teaching. I'll say that. Um, But I'm looking forward to what I get on the other side of this uh, event. Okay. Okay. Like I said, I've been off the grid. I know you're all over the place. Can't keep up. And I heard you were going to be on here. I thought, let me find out what's going on now. I got to reconnect. So how do we keep in contact with what you're doing? Well, of course, you can always um, stay in touch with me by, by my social media and everything on social media is uh, Sweet Lou Music, Sweet L-U Music. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Wait, 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 wait. I'm writing. Say that again. <laughs> on Twitter, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, Instagram, and Sweet, if, if you just put in S-W-E-E-T. L U mm-hmm. music. And of course the at sign. That's kind of the way I'm uh, annotated okay, across the web. Got you now. Well, I can reconnect. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for being there. I look forward to seeing you at the next show. <laughs> I'll be there. All right. All right. And, and that, that call was right, Lou. You are a very talented guy, and uh, uh, we can't wait. I, I can't wait to uh, listen to a lot more of what you're doing and and catch you on the show real soon. But we're going to take a station break. But we're going to come back and continue to talk to sweet Lou. Uh, we're closing this with, with a station break, but we'll be back. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Take us out, Lou. Well, I got a little story about a fine young gentleman. 
had a real big vision. Always somewhere talking about equality. No matter what the haters say. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, you know, I, I have to kind of throw my little jazz voice in there a little bit. <laughs> if you want to be part of the conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. No, I am pumped, man. Every time you turn that music on, man, that just, just, just. I'm just waiting for you to send me more music from this guy. I'm hooked. <laughs> we, 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 we gonna, we gonna get him to send us a couple more songs. And, and if he give me the okay, I'll send it to you. It's definitely you know, but, in need. Oh, yeah. Hey, Sweet Lou, I'm curious. When you come up with great tracks like the one that we've been playing in and out of the show here and, and, and other ones, uh, what inspires you? I know a lot goes into different musicians and how they come up come about their music. Is there anything in life that inspires you or any uh, thoughts or topics that you're generally mulling over in your head as you're making your music? Yes. Actually, there they're, they're always are. Um, I'm really concerned about the human condition, where we are, what's important to us, whether it be malaligned, in my opinion, or not, um, and and how we get along with each other. Amen. You know, I mean, the the thing that the thing that matter most to me, you know, as humans, we're a we're a social being, but we treat each other quite antisocially quite often, you know, and it's. It's not helping us. I think we could do so much better. And I try to give us or give people reasons to act better towards each other. You know, that's a beautiful so answer. Kind of, well said. That that is a that's kind of where my, my lyrics are. <laughs> I think we got a call. We got Lester from uh, uh, Georgia. Uh, welcome to the show, Lester. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Lester. How you doing, sir? Uh, doing wonderful. Thanks for calling. No problem. Full disclosure, uh, I'm a client of your wife. And, um, but I rarely get a chance to speak to you. So I do have a question for you. You mentioned earlier how, how difficult uh, 2020 has been for you. Yes. And we've, we've uh, had faced a lot of adversity as far as uh, famous people that we have lost. And just this year, we faced uh, two famous people from the jazz um arena have passed away johnny pacheco and chick korea right okay i mean how have their music affected you uh, over the years oh my goodness. chick in particular i never got a chance to, to meet him um 
we know we knew a lot of the same people, but I never got a chance to meet him. But his music really touched me early on, like in the early when I first began to embrace jazz. There was a number, and 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 probably the reason is Al Jarreau did a lot of his numbers, mm. and one of the numbers that he 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 did was called uh, "Blue Rondo a la Turk." Okay, and on that number. A very intricate, you know, uh, odd meter kind of song, and Al put lyrics to it, and it was just so spot on. It from that point on, I had to find out who. After I realized that that Al didn't write the actual composition, I had to find out who it was, and I searched them out. And Chick Korea just took me places all over this world, and I never left my seat. You know. Right, Just right. A phenomenal, phenomenal um, human being. I, I really wish I'd gotten to meet him. Wow. You thank know, you. That's deep. Uh, thank you. No, thank you for the question. I, that that's really, really important to acknowledge. You know, when people have given their lives for something like this, because yeah, okay, Chick may have made a lot of money, but there's a whole lot of others that aren't making a lot of money, and they're doing it just because it's what God wanted them to do. You know, so acknowledging those things is really important. And thank you so much for calling and making that acknowledgement. All right. Thank you, sir. Have a- thank you, sir. Lou, what are some yeah. of your greatest accomplishments in the following areas? The U.S. military, the music world, family, and spiritually. Wow. That's a loaded question there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the military, um my accomplishments were all those that kept me closer to the largest number of people. Um, and when you, and that, that was when I was a lieutenant, platoon leader. I was close to, my, to the people that I was actually leading. When I was a, cap, a company commander, when I was a captain, I was close to the company that I was leading. And the next time that I got a chance to be close to soldiers was when I was a battalion commander. And I was then again around large numbers of soldiers. All the rest of my assignments in the military were staff of one type or another, and it's a totally different animal. You're not dealing with the individuals that are actually making it happen most of the time. You know, so you're, it, it's a different kind of lifestyle. But those were, that my, my time in command was definitely my best time in the military. In the music world, when I got the billboard number one, um, I, I, I almost, I, I couldn't believe that, you know, and granted, as I've already mentioned, jazz is a very, very small part of the pie, very small, but to, to be acknowledged in that area, because although jazz is a very small part, it is probably where the most um, prolific and proficient artists reside. You know, you don't, it's, it's, so that was for that one. And then, uh, then I followed that up with the, uh, after getting the uh, Billboard uh, Award, I got a Global Music Award. I didn't get the Grammy, but right after the Grammys passed, I got something in the mail saying, uh, you've been awarded the Global Music Award. And then I looked at the list of the people who had gotten the Global Music Award before me. And I was like, okay, this is where I really need to be. Probably but gave I, you a healthy oh, sense of pride, didn't it? Oh, my goodness. Seeing Paquito de Rivera, um, just, a, a long, just a long laundry list of, like, really, really top people. I was like, okay, this, this is the list that I want to be on anyway. I'll take Grammy, but this one is just fine. And then for family, um, I have four kids. I have four kids, and I have four grandkids. It's a beautiful thing. God, it's beautiful. But on the back side of that, I have the most perfect spouse that I think God made. He made the most perfect spouse for me. She's not perfect for anyone else, but she's perfect for me. <laughs> and, um, of course, family. My, I have a very supportive family. You know, mother, father. My, my father's deceased, but we, are, we're, we know what love is and we express it. Family, it's what it's all about. It really is. It really is. And when it comes to spiritually, 
I'm a seeker of truth. I don't care where truth leads me. It may upset some people because maybe they're not seeking what I'm seeking, but I'm a seeker of truth. So when I get past all of the smoke and mirrors, the hypocrisy and everything else, I want truth. So you can really miss me with all of that other stuff. I don't need that. I want truth. And that's it. I think I, I think I get that in spirit. Man, that's deep. <laughs> that is deep. Hey, Lou, we are running out of time, and uh, well, I want to continue this, but how can I uh, listen to the audience or uh, get in touch with you, uh, uh, your music and everything else, uh, if they want to uh, uh, seek out and know more about you? Yes. Um, well, my website is sweetloumusic.com. That's sweet common spelling, L-U, music.com. So you can reach me there, and I'm on social media. Excuse me. Social media using Sweet Lou Music. So it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of those. Just at Sweet Lou Music. Please use the L U and not L O U. People want to give me an extra O. I have enough. <laughs> hey Lou, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, come on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. It's been an absolute pleasure. Looking forward to having you on again. Not just uh, about jazz, but also about uh, the military. Uh, I want to thank uh, my my spouse, uh, uh, Michelle, my co-host, for always being here. I want to thank my great producer Noah. Most importantly, I would like to thank our listening audience for taking time to tune in to us uh, nightly. And uh, most importantly, we're looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you. We'll be back the same time tomorrow with It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. So uh, got a great show coming up tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.